This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As it was pointed out to me um, by a couple people, but I think when the conversation surrounds Justin Fields and what we're talking about and what you can, you know, settle for and what you should be striving for, it was pointed out to the, as much as appreciation as as we should have for Justin Fields having back-to-back games that are acceptable. I mean, he had a game-winning drive against the Vikings. He had very good success against the Lions. He, th- he had through eight touchdown passes in three consecutive games, over three consecutive games, but has one touchdown pass in the last 11 quarters since that point. So the consistency that we're talking about hasn't really been there. And I wonder, I wonder if we're how, – how hard – it made me just stop and I think question whether or not we're seeing progress that actually is there or how much we're wanting to see progress that needs to be there before we conclude that they need to go in a different direction. I think they probably have concluded that they're going to go in a different direction. And I can probably think that that's probably the right way to go. I'm trying to stay consistent and disciplined enough to keep an open mind, even though you watch what happened over the weekend and you see what's available in the draft and you think, okay, that's the quickest way to get to where you're, we're talking about they should go. Well, there is real progress being made, and we've documented it across a few areas, whether it be pocket poise, the ability to make uh, plays as a extended play passer, um, the, the ability to understand kind of what you're seeing a little bit quicker. It's, it's all there. It's just a question of, of how much further does it need to go and how quickly can it get there when, again, as you mentioned, there is opportunity that is staring at you in the face. Look, I was truly happy with my previous job in Minnesota covering the Vikings, an organization that was really fun to cover at a outlet that was really, really good to me. And the Chicago Tribune came knocking on the door. And so sometimes opportunity comes to your door and you have to say, yeah, I, maybe this isn't the, the, the timeline that I envisioned, but this is the timeline that reality brought here. And so that's where I think this to what you mentioned when you're staring at this draft class with these quarterbacks that are widely regarded as, as you know, look, we all know the draft is a craft shoot and, and nothing is promised, but you have the opportunity now picking at the top of the draft to, to put your fingerprints all over that, to be the team that selects the guy that you think is best. 
Could you air? Of course you could air. Could you hit a jackpot? Of course you could hit a jackpot. And when you are sitting at this opportunity and you have this chance to, to essentially clean a lot of this slate clean, it seems hard to pass up. I wrote a piece over the weekend at chicagotribune.com and in the, the Sunday newspaper about Ryan Poles' dilemma in that regard. And in talking to some people around the league, the, the sentiment is that the... Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts decisions that people would go, now, why are they doing that? Would be staying the course with either the coach and or the quarterback. Whereas the decision to reboot seems to be one where people go, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, that, that, that makes sense given, given what the timeline is and what they are doing at the top of this draft. You got to look at it through that lens, because I think there is an opportunity here to, to really, really invigorate your organization, even if it's going to require uh, a leap of faith, and a heavy dose of patience. To that end, I want to get your reaction to this because you wrote it and sometimes it's good to, to talk about it. In Sunday's Tribune, which actually without the Bears playing, it's great to have all day to read the paper. <laughs> These days you don't need all day to read the paper. But yeah. uh, um, you you write this, you quote an anonymous league source is saying this about the quarterback situation and the Bears. Quote, given the Bears history, in my mind, it's highly important that they start 2024 with somebody who can successfully develop a quarterback, anybody. And if you're the GM there, how could you turn down the rare opportunity to go do both at once? You choose the best quarterback in the draft class and link him up with one of the best offensive head coaching prospects of the moment. End of quote. That's quite a statement. And I think what you described, and I think it typifies the way I think in talking to some other people, not that you quoted, but just myself, that's the way I think people view the bear situation outside of Chicago inside the city around the team, maybe fandom and media too, is the only place where I've really seen an argument even offered why you would maybe maintain even some semblance of the status quo, bringing back Justin Fields or retaining anybody else in the coaching staff. Dan, that quote, I think that you got from a league source was very telling and I think indicative of, of a larger large maybe consensus. Well, you appropriately emphasized two words when you were reading that, and it's rare opportunity. How often are you at a, 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 an intersection where you have the chance to pick number one in a draft that has quarterback prospects that make people want to drool over picking them number one? How often are you at that intersection with the chance to marry them up with a coach that can come in on the same timeline and you can start at square one together and start to build uh the staircase, you know, which ultimately, as we've talked about before, you need the staircase to become an escalator, the escalator to become an elevator to get your to get your team to the to, to the top floors of this league. And so um, it is it's rare. It's rare. And that has to go into the consideration for Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles when they, when they look at this, because if you stay the course, say, as some people have suggested, and I heard Ross Tucker on on with you on 670, the score on Monday morning, talk about the idea of Justin Fields sticking it out for the final year of his rookie contract and sa saying that that he sees that as a very real possibility. Well, what happens if we get into the middle of October, early November, middle of November next year, and Justin's still struggling and the inconsistency is still there. And we're still asking him to do things that we've been asking him to do for at the, what will be at that point, four seasons. And you go, Oh no, 
we just stayed the course with the guy that we've got to pivot off of. And now we have no idea what we're going to be doing with the, the, the opportunity to pivot. We're not going to have the first choice. We're not going to have the, the, the control of the situation like we had a year ago going into the offseason of 2024. That's where the calculus here has to be something that, that the men in charge at Hellas all deeply consider because, again, timing dictates circumstance sometimes. I was really surprised that Ross Tucker – had that perspective. He's a very bright analyst and certainly covers the Eagles mostly, but understands the league as well as anybody that we talk to on a regular basis. Um, but I also think it probably reflects what we were talking about, not being in this, not not being hyper-focused on the bear situation and not seeing every throw, every practice. Well, that's a thing, right? I mean, that's yeah. a real thing because I remember the first time I watched Justin Fields practice. I remember the first time I watched him run a sprint from goal line to goal line at Hallis Hall and went, oh my God, you know, like this is like, wow stuff. And when you see that, you're like, there, there, there's everything in there. The physical gifts are undeniable. The mental toughness, as we've documented on this podcast, is, is second to none. And so there's a reason to to feel that magnetism, that pull towards wanting it to work out for Justin Fields. But then when you sit there for three seasons and you watch 30 plus starts and, and, you know, look, I remember doing this at the end of Mitch Trubisky's time here where we went and rank ordered, and I probably have to do this soon with Justin, but we rank ordered Mitch's 50 starts at the time that he had made. And you got, to, you couldn't even get out of the top 10 before you were in kind of ho-hum land, you know, and it was the greatest tell that there was of like, okay, there's a handful of these that were really fun. And then a bunch of ho-hum to yuck, you know, and I think it's similar with Justin right now, where if you challenged yourself to go through and, and rank every start that he's made for the Chicago bears, you wouldn't get very far before you were into that, that, that section of the grid where, where it's truly unimpressive. And you go, man, this should be telling me something.